Hello, beautiful. Welcome back to Empower Radio. I'm your host, Bianca Scalise, and I created this podcast because there are a lot of women in the world that feel uncomfortable in their minds, uncomfortable in their bodies, and I do not want for you to be one of them. So on today's podcast, we're doing something a little bit different. We're focusing on our mental body. So the quality of our thoughts, our mind, our mental body, so to speak, plays a huge role in our fitness journey and in our daily life, our quality of life, our happiness. So I'm excited to bring up two main topics today uh, that circle around our mental body. Number one will be our self-talk. And number two is what is called our primary question. So today is all about consciously shifting these two things. And in my own life, this has been such a massively transformative practice. I hope that it can be the same for you today. So grab a pen and a journal, um, make some tea, take some time, and let's go ahead and dive in. All right. If you're like me, you've got multiple voices in your head. Some of these voices are encouraging and empowering and lovely, and some of the voices are ultra-critical, judgmental, and disempowering even. And I think that we all are much more alike than it seems. There's so much more to all of us that is similar, that is the same, than meets the eye. I think everybody has two main voices in their head. And we can categorize them as the best friend and the critic. So the best friend is the person in your head that is talking to you the way that you would talk to your best friend, right? She's loving, she's encouraging, she's got your back. And when you make a mistake, when you do something out of line, she's right there to be honest, direct, and clear with you because she loves you and she wants you to grow, right? My best friend um, and my best friend in my head is not afraid to say, hey, girl, that wasn't cool, right? But she follows up with, but you know what? The truth is everybody makes mistakes. No one's perfect. So what can we learn from this and how can we grow? The critic, on the other hand, is focused on judging me. It's me judging myself. So my critic says things like, oh my gosh, you did that again. What's the matter with you? Why can't you get this right? Right. And she is subtly bullying me. She wants me to feel guilt, shame, judgment. Since her focus is on judging me rather than helping me to learn, the critic keeps me stuck, right? Stuck in these cycles of self analysis, self loathing sometimes, self pity. The critic makes me a victim of myself. So I'd like for you to take a minute, pause. And if any of this resonated with you, take just one minute to write three or four things that your best friend tells you in your mind and three or four things that your critic tells you. Okay, so pause me now. Go ahead and jot these three or four things down for the best friend and your critic in their language and bring me back when you're ready. All right. So the purpose of that exercise was to get familiar with the specific language of your best friend and the specific language of your critic. We all have these voices inside of our heads, but the way that they speak to us is a little bit unique, right? So some examples of things that my best friend tells me is like, 
Hey girl, no one's perfect. That's okay. What can we learn? How can we grow? Or, oh my gosh, you're looking cute today, right? All of these beautiful, encouraging things that come from me to me in my everyday life, in my head, are, are courtesy of this best friend. What my critic tells me, things like, you are not smart enough. You're not pretty enough. You are just not that capable or quick. You're not a great storyteller. All of these types of um ultra critical, judgmental, specific things that kind of keep me in a box and keep me small. All right. So because both of these voices are in my head, I have a lot more control over them than sometimes it might feel like. And that goes for you too. The great news is that the voice that we primarily listen to and act on becomes nurtured. So the more we listen to that wise one, the more we listen to that best friend, the more we turn up the volume on her, the more we practice listening to her, the stronger her voice becomes and the easier it is, the easier it is to hear her when we need her, right? In those really tough times. If we can practice listening to her on a daily basis when we're walking by the mirror, it becomes easier to recognize her voice when we're in the middle of some serious stuff. But the critic will inevitably pop up. And when she does, it's important to see her not as your enemy, but as a part of you, right? She is, after all, in our heads. She is some in some capacity our creation. So I invite you to adopt an attitude towards the inner critic of playful curiosity. So when she comes up and she's there judging you, bringing you all of this guilt, shame, putting you into this downward spiral, start to talk to her. You can simply reply, okay, critic, I hear you. And you can start to playfully and curiously entertain her and ask her some questions so she can sort of figure herself out too. Because all of these parts of you that are, are inside, if we can get them all to play nice and play on the same team, you may have heard of like shadow self, something along these lines. In my opinion, the critic, the inner critic is just a part of our shadow self. She is there for a reason. She's there for a purpose, but sometimes her message usually gets lost in translation. So we can start to care for her and ask her some questions. So here's some examples. When she pops up, when she's telling you, oh my God, Bianca, how like you didn't have the right thing to say at the right time. Oh my gosh, how could you? You're so this, you're so that. It's just time to take a couple of breaths. Okay, critic, I hear you. Why are you here? Right? Give her a chance to be seen. Give her a chance to be heard. And she will reply to you. There will be a reply on the other end. And usually the critic is there. The shadow self is there. For some, there's some fear, there's some protection mechanism. So the, the critic might tell me, I'm here to protect you. And then I might say, oh, okay, curious. And just this air of curious uh, playfulness, playful curiosity. Okay, what are you trying to protect me from? And she says, hmm. Then that makes her try and figure some things out, right? <laughs> Usually my inner critic is trying to protect me from making some sort of mistake. It could be, um, you know, making 
a wrong choice. It could be that she's trying to protect me from rejection, disappointment, getting hurt, all of these types of things. Once you become clear on what your inner critic is trying to protect you from, you've got some more information. You've taken some time with her, built some connection there, some relationship. You can say, okay, thank you for trying to protect me. And I'll let you go on this journey with me. You know, we're all driving in the same car here on this journey, but you hang out in the back seat and you can watch out for us. You can protect us. You can make sure that, you know, little five-year-old Bianca that's still living inside is okay, but I'm driving. Me as I exist today, that's my role, right? To be in charge. I love you. Thank you for what you do. I recognize you as a part of me and an important part of me, but I'm driving, right? Like this, you give that part of you, that critic, that inner critic, somewhere to exist. You give her a role, a responsibility, a purpose, right? The purpose is to to be vigilant. We need that part of us that's looking out for mistakes. We need that part of us that that gives us a, a dose of like, hey, this is what's going on. Let me put it right there in front of you. But when she drives, when she takes over, is when we start to react to her and go in this downward spiral, right? We get taken over by the guilt, by the shame, by the judgment, by the, oh my gosh, you just didn't do this well enough. But when we say, hey, your vigilance, your protectiveness, we need that still. But you can't take over. So another way to deal with the critic is to hear her and to forgive her. And this practice has been absolutely life-changing. I hope that you're getting some nuggets from this already. This is literally like 15 years of (laughs) my uh, 15 years of stuff um, that has helped me in the process. So I hope this is um, helpful for you. Another way to deal with your inner critic is to hear her and forgive her. This is such a simple practice. It is so profound and you can literally do it anywhere. So it's one simple phrase. It's based around one phrase. The phrase is, I forgive myself for judging myself as, and then you fill in the blank. Okay. So if the critic is telling me, you know, I have all this like mental dialogue going on, you know, you're not smart enough. You're not pretty enough. Maybe it's a situation where you're feeling like lazy and she's telling you like, oh my gosh, you're so lazy. Um, or, you know, you're not disciplined. Why do you always do this? You never say the right thing. You never do the right thing. Whatever your critic is telling you, take a few big breaths. (sighs) And you can go through this practice where you just tell yourself, I forgive myself for judging myself as not capable. I forgive myself for judging myself as not smart enough. I forgive myself for judging myself as ugly. I forgive myself for judging myself as lazy. Whatever the thing is, right? Whatever the present issue is, grab that. Identify, get clear about it. Where so many people go wrong is they run away from what's really there, right? They run away in hopes that they won't feel it. So they run away to... to comforting themselves with food. They run away to a different coping mechanism. They run away to avoiding what's present instead of just saying, okay, I see that right now I have some judgment on myself of being lazy. I have some judgment on myself of being not enough. 
identify and get really clear around what it is that's present so that you can forgive yourself for it and move forward. Because we cannot move forward unless we understand what's there. We need clarity to be able to navigate forward. So I forgive myself for judging myself as lazy. I forgive myself for judging myself as whatever it is that's present for you. And then the second part of that phrase is, and the truth is, okay? So this is where you go back to the driver's seat because that critic, that part of you that wants to cast blame, that wants to cast judgment, that wants to put you in a box and hold you there has the wheel right now when she's convincing you that you are a certain way. But what's the truth? The truth is that I'm capable. The truth is that I'm actively doing my best to learn. The truth is that I'm growing, I'm changing, I'm evolving. The truth is I'm so much better off today than I was five years ago. The truth is that, oh my gosh, I've grown so much over the last 10 years and I'm going to keep on that trajectory. The truth is I'm learning now. And now I know, now I know how to do better next time, right? What is the truth of the situation? The truth is I'm already doing better than I was yesterday. Maybe you did something. Maybe you programmed in a walk for yourself. Maybe you went and took a walk. Um, Maybe you started exercising. Maybe you did something to commit to the direction that you want to go, the woman that you're committed to becoming. And you can stand in that truth instead of allowing this past version of yourself or this judgment that you've casted upon yourself to dictate your future identity, right? You go back to the driver's seat and you say, okay, there's the critic. There's her information for me. I can do something with this information, right? It's all just information, seeing it as neutral. There's nothing wrong with you. We all have these a million different voices in our head. And the silly thing is that we try to convince ourselves somehow (laughs) this idea got out that we're supposed to be one way, you know, we're supposed to be nice. We're supposed to be kind. We're supposed to be responsible, whatever it is. The truth is, but the truth is right. But the truth is that we're different people in different situations. I hope you're not the same person that you are with your boyfriend that you are with your mom, right? I hope that you can bring out different parts of yourselves when you are in an intense workout versus when you are, I don't know, talking to a child. Like we have so many different parts of ourselves because we are such multidimensional, evolving, energetic, dynamic beings. It's so silly to try and keep ourselves in any kind of box. There's, there are infinite boxes that we're playing around with at any given time. And if we were energy, we would we would be breathing, right? We would be living, breathing, evolving, ever-changing energy. Just like our cells, they're always changing. Skin, shedding, 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 renewing, renewing. Same thing that's happening in our body at all times. I don't want to get too, too wild, too woo-woo here. I don't want to lose you, but It's really important that we don't keep ourselves in these boxes or expect ourselves to be the same all the time, right? The truth is I'm learning. The truth is I'm changing. The truth is I'm growing. And when you're in the driver's seat, you know that truth. When the critic's in the driver's seat, when judgment's in the driver's seat, that truth becomes cloudy. We can't see it anymore. So that's the purpose of this. 
So the phrase, remember, is I forgive myself for judging myself as fill in the blank. That gives us the opportunity to get clear, number one, to get clear on what's present and number two, to forgive ourselves for what's present. It gives us the opportunity to then ask, what's the truth here? And the truth is, second part of that phrase, I forgive myself for judging myself as blank. And the truth is, and that's you in the driver's seat saying, this is our truth. This is our North Star. This is what's allowing us to move forward in the direction we want to. So with all of that being said, I invite you to, instead of being hard on yourself, consciously make the switch to being clear with yourself. Some people think, oh, I'm, I'm my worst critic because I, I want myself to be the best, right? It's just not going to get you very far. I invite you to be clear with yourself, honest, crystal clear, rather than beating yourself up, rather than sticking yourself in this downward spiral of self-loathing, of self-hate, of self-judgment. This brings us to our next topic. All right. Last one for the day is our primary question. This is huge. So we all have a primary question. This is a question that we ask ourselves more than any other question that plays in our mind. It plays on repeat in the back of our heads. And all of this is happening subconsciously. So when I say subconsciously, I mean, it's not in the conscious mind. It means it's, it's happening under the surface. It's just happening on repeat. It just happens. We get these primary questions from our conditioning. The questions that we heard people around us asking themselves, asking us, asking each other when they when we were kids, these get planted like little seeds inside of us, waiting to waiting to to surprise us. It's all about kind of what we were around, what we have been around. So take a moment to see if you can pinpoint the question that you ask yourself most often, the question that you ask yourself more than any other question that just kind of naturally comes up for you. So we're going to take a moment, just pause me, take a sec to think. All right, so we'll go through some examples of primary questions. Maybe some came to you and you had um, some ideas of what your primary question might be. Maybe you know without a doubt, like, oh, this is a question I'm always asking myself. Um, either way, we're going to go through a few different primary questions so that we can get an, an idea. And some of them might stimulate things like, oh man, I do ask myself that a lot, right? Maybe. So let's go through them and talk about primary questions that can potentially help us and primary questions that can hurt us. So the first one would be what's wrong with me? This, unfortunately, is a very common type of question. What's wrong with me? Why do I keep doing this? Something in that vein. So it doesn't have to be exactly what's wrong with me, but why do I keep doing this? Or why am I stuck here? Or why do I keep, you know, doing X? This type of question. The what's, I'm calling this the what's wrong with me question, okay? So the focus of this question is on what is wrong with us. And remember what we focus on, we amplify, whether we're trying to or not. So the question of why do I keep doing this is focusing on the problem rather than the solution. Okay, these questions are sneaky because it seems like we're trying to figure out a problem. But what we're actually doing is we're using the question to keep beating ourselves up. 
And beating ourselves up isn't going to get us to our desired outcome. Let's talk about our desired outcome because we're all different, right? We all have different things that we want, but most of our desired outcomes, meaning what we want out of life, out of the moment, out of our day to day is to move forward. It's to become wiser, to become stronger, to feel a sense of progress, purpose in our lives, to love and be loved. Our desired outcome, we can also call our empowering outcome because when we are in the state of feeling love or feeling like we are loved, when we are in the state of progressing, making progress and growing and feeling we have, we have a purpose, feeling we have something to give. This is an incredible, incredibly empowered state of being, right? So let's explore some more examples of primary or automatic questions that our subconscious mind can ask us with the desired outcome in mind, right? So another primary question that is very common is why does this keep happening? Or why is this happening to me? Or why am I doing this? Or why don't I have enough time to do everything I want to do? With this question, the why question, what's missing is we need to accept reality that sometimes life isn't fair. With the acceptance that life is not fair, life is not always going to give us the the situation that helps prop us up and, and bring us forward. It allows us to accept that external factors are not within our control. So what life is throwing at us, all these curveballs, these things that are happening, other people's um, other people's actions, words, et cetera, they're external factors and they're not within our control, right? Because we can drive ourselves nuts trying to figure out why someone did what they did, why something happened that made no sense, why someone said what they said, why you ended up in a bad spot, why you got dealt the cards you got dealt. We can drive ourselves absolutely crazy trying to figure that out because the, the truth is there might not be any rhyme or reason for that, at least not anything that we can trace. So even if we spend eternity trying to figure out why something is the way it is, it still would not get us to our desired outcome. I think this is something that unfortunately a lot of people spend way too much time on is trying to untangle a problem rather than looking to the future and looking to what they want and amplifying that. Okay. So the why question can be one that seems like something to spend time on, but we can spend our entire life on it without ever untangling it fully and without ever taking the strides in the direction we want to go. I'm going to share with you what my primary question used to be when the first time that I ever did this exercise. My question was something along the lines of how can I do what's right or what's the right decision here, right? How can I make the right move? That was my question. It just kept playing. It was not conscious. It wasn't like I wanted to ask myself that question. It just was what it was. And by asking myself, how can I do this right? That implied that there was a way to do it wrong. <laughs> and that question playing on repeat was absolutely paralyzing to me. Um, I found myself incre incredibly hesitant to take action. Um, I was, I felt very stifled. 
uh, I stifled myself. I stopped myself a lot. I even stopped myself from, from speaking, like ever doing a podcast for Bianca years ago would have been not an option because she would have just been overthinking it so much. Right. I kept stopping myself. I found myself scared to try for fear of failure, for fear that I was going to do it wrong, for fear that I was going to fail. And that was the overwhelming question in my mind. And so I kept having a future that reflected the fear of that question. So that question I decided had to consciously change. Let's explore some empowering primary questions that can work for us to get our desired outcome, our desired outcome in our daily life, right? We're not talking about some big, you know, monumentous change. We're talking about a tiny, tiny difference every single day that compounds and adds up to a different quality of life, a different mindset, a different way that you feel inside of your body and your mind, a different way that you get to be at ease with yourself and feel proud of yourself and good within yourself on a daily basis. So questions like, how can I learn from this? How can I grow from this? What's the gift here? What's the gift in this? What is this teaching me? What can I learn and how can I grow? All of these questions are similar because they're focusing on what is within our control, focusing on our response and directing that response towards growth. They all help us to gain some forward momentum, forward momentum, rather than keeping us stuck in why. Why is like this, it's like a like quicksand. Why just keeps you just collapsing into self. When we look at growth, when we look at progress, when we look at how can I learn, right? Learning is growing. What's the gift, right? It's, it's the same sentiment, the gift, the growth of the learning, teaching. It's helping us to gain something and move forward. So take a minute to ask yourself what primary question you would like to root into your conscious and subconscious mind. Okay. So take a second, pause me, um, and see what primary question really resonates for you. All right, let's move forward. Last bit here is the action item. Never leave the site of setting a goal without taking action to make that goal a reality in your future. So Write that question down on a post-it, a sticky note, put it somewhere that you will see it every day. Put it as a reoccurring alarm in your phone, right? We need to do things to root this new way of thinking, this new prioritized way of thinking into our subconscious until it becomes automatic for you to ask yourself this in moments, in, in moments where it's lower stakes, right? In moments where it's lower stakes, it's like, um, you know, what's the gift in this? And when something is, is beautiful, the gift is obvious, but higher stakes moments when something is really, really painful, hurting, when there is a death in the family, can we still ask ourselves that question? Can we still look to find beauty so that we can continue to move in the direction of that beauty? So consciously, Ask this question over and over and over in low stake situations so that it becomes your new pattern. 
I hope that this has been helpful. So to recap, we talked about, um, we talked about our inner critic and our best friend. We talked about our main voices that are going on in our head that dictate our self-talk. We talked about ways to deal with our critic. The first was approaching our critic with the sense of playful curiosity, right? The critic is not the enemy. The critic is something that's a part of us, a part of us that is trying to protect us, a part of us that is very vigilant and a part of us that's actually necessary. So we talked about asking it questions with a sense of playful curiosity so that it can become integrated into the whole in a well in a way that's helpful instead of a way that is hurtful. The second way that we talked about dealing with our inner critic was that statement, right? Super simple. I forgive myself for judging myself as, and the truth is. And the last thing that we talked about are our primary questions, the things that we ask ourselves more than anything else. And these things are subconscious. They're operating underneath the surface and we're claiming we are taking a stand that we can change that question. We can change what's beneath the surface. We can consciously go into our unconscious and say, hey, this isn't serving me anymore. You know, maybe at one point it did, but it's time to consciously change these things. And lastly, we talked about taking action on that by really bringing it in sight, right? Out of sight, out of mind. You can turn this thing off and not ever think about primary questions again, not ever think about consciously changing your self-talk again, or you can write this question down on a post-it and put it somewhere where you're going to see it. You can put this into your um, alarms or reoccurring, you know, you can do like an event in your calendar, you can do an alarm that goes off to make you remember, oh yeah, this is my question. And you just keep making it, you keep planting that seed until it just is rooted in subconscious. I hope that this was helpful, lovely lady. Um, These have been things that have been absolutely transformative in my life. So I wanted to pass them on to you because really, truly anybody that comes into this empower orbit, I just want you to win. Like, I just want you to have, I want you to have a better life than you even could have ever imagined. Like, I want you to feel so amazing where you're like, holy crap, I didn't even know this was possible. That's what I want for you. And I hope that this podcast can be a tiny part in your journey towards just really, really soaking up all the beauty, all the magic that you are and that life has for you. So please subscribe. Um, Please rate the podcast. It would make a massive difference to me and it would make a massive difference in being able to get these messages out, get these reminders out to people that need them. So thanks so much. And I'll see you in the next.